baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Let's go back in time for a couple of minutes. I love hearing old audio. That's why I like doing This Day in History. It is October 22nd. On this day in 1939, NBC put out the first television broadcast of a pro football game. The Brooklyn Dodgers, yes, that was the name of the football team too, beat the Philadelphia Eagles at Ebbets Field. I couldn't find audio of that game, but it probably sounded similar to the NFL championship the following year. The home crowd's further dismayed as more Chicago Thunder is quickly uncorked. Joe Magnacci carries. This time a block fails, but Magnacci is going over anyway, and it's another Chicago touchdown. That's an understatement. Chicago beat Washington in that game 73-0. to By the way, on October 22, 1950, the Rams, the L.A. Rams, beat the Baltimore Colts 70-27. to On this day in 1962, President John F. Kennedy addressed the nation about the growing threat in Cuba, the Cuban Missile Crisis. On October 22, 1962, President John F. Kennedy broadcast a special message to the nation from his office in the White House. Here is President Kennedy as he delivered that message bearing on recent events in Cuba. This government, as promised, has maintained the closest surveillance of the Soviet military buildup on the island of Cuba. The characteristic of these new missile sites indicate two distinct types of installations. Several of them include medium-range ballistic missiles capable of carrying a nuclear warhead for a distance of more than 1,000 nautical miles. Each of these missiles, in short, is capable of striking Washington, D.C., the Panama Canal, Cape Canaveral, Mexico City, or any other city in the southeastern part of the United States. Born on this October 22nd, actor Jeff Goldblum, he turns 69. Bob Odenkirk is 59, better call Saul. And the great Christopher Lloyd is 83. But I need a nuclear reaction to, to generate the 1.21 gigawatts of electricity. 1.21 gigawatts! 1.21 gigawatts! It just so happens that yesterday was Back to the Future Day. October 21st, 2015 was the date Marty and Jennifer would travel forward in Back to the Future 2. In a recent interview, Lloyd talked about getting strapped in for the clock tower scene in the original. I remember when they took me up on the crane up to the clock. It was a misty night and attached me to the cable and got me all set up and then the crane went away and I was up there all by myself and I thought this, you know, showbiz can send you to some strange places. (laughs) And finally on October 22nd in 1964, the record label EMI rejected an audition by a band called The High Numbers. I'm guessing the execs were like, the who? Well, guess what? They were. (laughs) 
All-Star Closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.